0: 68 hours after issuance. See for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby! Vegas, it is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now, I love all the podcasts, but those of you that listen to all of them, the Fantasy Feast, the College Draft, Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports, the flagship Ross Tucker football podcast, which will be going viral. No, not going viral. We'll be going daily, hopefully viral, but definitely going daily. Week one of the NFL season, you know. You can hear it in my voice. I really like this show. I really like giving money. I really like giving you guys bets for the games. I think we're pretty good at it. Our track record speaks for itself, and I really enjoy it because it makes the games more interesting. Please check me out on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. More importantly, however, please follow at Ross Tucker Pod. That's where all of our shows are, so you are able to go ahead and know exactly when they're posted. So you can check it out at youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or whatever podcast app you use. Cannot wait to talk to my boy Simon Hunter in a little bit. Uh, He's got a bunch of different things going on. He's a professional uh, better. He's part of a syndicate. We'll get all that story from him. He has his own podcast. We'll get to my man Simon in a second. But first, I have to bring on the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of Professional Football Betting, the Super Contest at the Westgate, the one, the only, the man with the math, Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. Hello
2: there, Steve. Hello, Ross. I love syndicate bettors, and even at the smallest level, I would advocate you need to have someone to help you make bets because you can't do this 24-7 so you gotta have a guy you can rely on. So if you're Ross Tucker and you're doing the pregame show and there's a blizzard coming in off the lake, you can text me to get us down on the under. Steve, you are still bitter
1: about that. You have brought that up at least 10 times on this show. I'm sorry, dude. It was like, a, it was a blizzard. I had a lot going on. I'm like doing the pregame show. I am sorry I didn't text you. I picked, I took a picture of it. I posted social media. If you were following me on, so, no, I took a video of it. If you were following me on social media, you
2: could have seen it and done it. So you had time to post a video on social media, but you didn't have six seconds. Fez bet buff under weather. Mm. You know, I got
1: a question for you. What, what would be the most you would have been able to get down then?
2: an NFL total 20,000. Per book? No, no, in total, in total. That's what I would have bet with with that information. I could get down more. It's you know, it's difficult. People think, "Oh, you see these um screenshots and people are like, I bet 100,000 at William Hill." I guarantee you if I walked up to William Hill, even if they let me bet and I asked for $5,000 on an NFL total, they'd look at me like I had lost my mind and denied me. Why? because they, they, take, they only take big bets from Ben Affleck and Charles Barkley and the like. They don't take big bets from guys like Simon. He'll explain it to you. He's coming on. So hold on a second. Here's what I understand. Why don't understand.
1: Why don't you just do it online now, like on your phone with
2: you know DraftKings or other books? Because the app on, when you bet through your app on your phone, the limits are even lower. As an example, before they kicked me out, The South Point was taking $300 bets from me on my app on most bets for my maximum bet.
1: But now they won't even let you do that? They won't. Wow. I got a lot of questions for you about the preseason games. I got a lot of questions for Simon Hunter about the preseason games as well as season win totals. You can check Simon out at Simon Hunter, T-A-N. He is the man. All right, so Simon – I kind of know the story, uh, but I want you to explain it again, how you got into this in the first place and now what you're doing now.
3: Uh, for sure. Yeah, great to be here. Uh, physics legend. Uh, definitely know his story, man. There's few guys that you hear more about in Vegas that are just math wizards than uh, Steve here. So it's definitely pretty cool to be talking to you both. Um, my story is interesting where it's more um, – situation. I met the right people at the right time, kind of got in on the Internet age where it was going away from these gut betters and people get information more to people building models and systems and using, you know, numbers to try to get an edge on the sports books. And I started out as a runner, which is basically like Steve was saying, these books aren't going to take your money, especially if they know your face, they know who you are. You need someone like me, especially when I was 22. I looked like some idiot college kid coming off the street with a duffel bag of 10K, they don't even bat an eye. They're happy to take my money. It doesn't matter if it's sharp line or it's not. And basically, it was a runner for about three years until – I. not that I knew how to make um, big bets and win big money, but I knew I had built a system at that point that was winning. And he basically I, – I was like pretty much, you know, you'll see. After you get in the business for a while, you have people that do the work for you. So I had a guy I worked under, which I, I pretty much did all the work, and he would just take my picks. And he was either selling my picks or using his picks for himself. And basically, the group I work for, if you get caught selling picks and not giving the group a cut of that money you're selling the picks for, you're out. You get fired and you don't get your pension, which it, it sounds weird, but basically, guys hold money that's my money, but I don't get it until my contract's up. So it's pretty much, it's to make sure that I'm not doing you know, shady stuff on the outside selling picks giving away guys' information without paying for it, you're pretty much held accountable because they're holding your money. So that's how I, I got my foot into the door. A guy messed up. I was able to take his slot doing the NFL for my team. And, you know, I've, I've made it five seasons now. I haven't been fired. I've, uh, I've had a good run. I've done the show now with Chad for two years. So it's definitely a balancing act where I have to get my picks to my clients and then I can talk on the show about what lines I like and different things like that. Because, again, as much as I love doing this job with Chad – He's not putting food on the table. My my syndicate is what's putting food on the table. So it's a little different.
1: So I got like a million questions now. Um, <laughs> the, the first of which, so are there public syndicates and private syndicates, meaning syndicates who you know who the people are and syndicates that you don't know who the people are? Because you never, you never reference who it is. You never say the company that you work for are the people.
3: Never will. Uh, like I told you, my guy Bob, I work for. He hasn't stepped a foot into a sportsbook and made a bet himself in twenty-five years. Like I think last time he did, it, he has a ticket from '88, and that was the last time he went to a sports book and made his own bet or something like that. So it's again, it's it's one of these things where these guys are ghosts. They they've been doing it since the '70s, the '60s. You know, I, I guess it's one of those where there are public syndicates where you know they'll sell picks online. Um, I've seen Twitter too. That's a different thing nowadays, where people are on Twitter. They're selling picks. I wouldn't do that. Um, that seems a little shady. But then you have guys like Steve. They have websites. That's that's proven time and time again. These guys obviously win because people keep coming back to their website and p- paying for their picks. So just like my group, we might have a hundred clients on our list. We don't nearly. We're not expanding that. But of course, I want to expand that because I want more money. But again, I'm not I'm not the one calling the shots with my group. So it's kind of one of those where I'm just waiting my time and hoping to be made partner one day. And then maybe we can do a more mainstream kind of thing.
2: Steve, you were going to say something. I don't actually have a website. If you see a website, a Steve Fezzik website, that's someone pretending to be me. I can only be found at pregame.com or on Twitter, obviously, at Fezzik Sports. We're on the Even Money podcast every week. (laughs) With Ross (laughs) Tucker giving giving out winners. You know, Simon, you bring up a a goodbye. One question, if I could, for Simon. It is much more difficult, I'm going to say it, for me and for Simon to win for our clients. And here's why. If we were just handicappers, boom, Summer League. I like the Minnesota T-Wolves. Pick them. Send it out to your clients. I got to bet it first. I'm a professional better. So now I bet it. The pickem has gone. Now I got to give out minus one. Sounds like a trivial difference. It isn't because I have to bet it first. Oftentimes I compromise the the screen in the marketplace just by betting. Like Ross, you were mentioning Like in that total we were talking about, I would bet it first before I gave it out. And all of a sudden I'm playing under 40. My clients have to play under 39. And I'm right there with them. I, I try to be nice about that stuff. Like I
3: got intel that Trey Lance was going to be the third pick overall. So I gave that out because Chad was like, oh, can we please just do a quick video and I'll post it online. I got about an hour 15 drive to get to Atlantic City. So I do this little video for him. It might have been plus 300 when I made the video. By the time I got to Atlantic City, it was down to plus 150. So again, that's like he's saying. It's it's one of those where I I love giving out the information, but it does hurt when you see things like that, where I, I just lost a plus 150 value on something I know is a sure bet, but I can't just open up an app and bet it. It doesn't really work that way where I'm limited to maybe 100 to $200 per website, depending on the sports book.
2: So if Simon was gonna bet 3000 on that Ross, think about this. Instead of making 9,000, he makes 4,500. That video cost him $4,500. Although it's probably, he's probably making it back right now because of the, uh, the clip you're gonna post on this. Hold on a second.
1: What, what what did you say to Chad? I mean, you said Chad. You said Chad's not putting food on your table. Like that that video screwed you. I know, but it was one of those where it was like he he got me
3: because we're doing our show and I, my phone won't stop ringing. And he's like, "Who keeps calling you?" And I go, "Well, it just it, it sounds like Trey Lance is going three. This is uh, mind you. This is at eleven a.m. where everyone in America is saying, "No, it's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones." So of course, you see Chad's eyes got this wide open. He goes, "Okay, okay." Let's stop what we're doing right now. we got to make a video to post online. And I go, well, can we wait until at least I'm halfway on, on my way to AC? So, like, I literally pulled over on the AC Expressway and did, like, a five-minute video with them just because I get it. You guys are in the content business. You need content. But like Steve was saying, I, I make my living betting this. So it was one of those where I was calling and texting people that were already in Atlantic City to make bets for me. But I also wanted to make my own bets because, again – the whole thing with the mask, it's very different than it used to be. It used to be you walk into a sports book, they would pick you off the minute you walk in. Now it, you know, depends on the time. You know, you can go in at two in the morning. The the book the bookmakers won't be there. You can get away with stuff nowadays. So it's it's definitely different the way it is now, uh, than
1: it was just say two years ago. Well, that's what I was gonna ask, is you said you know, everybody knows who you are now. Like how how are you driving to AC to put a ton of money down on Trey Lance, going number three? How are they not How are you not like kibosh like Steve is?
3: I've honestly been banned for a handful of books. Like, I don't want to speak to ill will because I don't know who you're sponsored by. But like William Hill, I don't have a good thing to say about William Hill. Uh, Sugar House, which is a sports book over in PA. Nothing good to say about them. So there's different books where I've been banned from. But again, I can go and I'll make these bets nowadays because, you know, it's different New Jersey. In New Jersey, there's 20 sports books. So if I can get a thousand down each sports book, that's a twenty thousand dollar bet. I'm not really on their radar so much as if I went to one book and bet 20K. So it is a diff- little different. Um, you know, if I have my mom's name and her her ID, I can use her first. I can use her online account and do that for a couple of months until they figure out that, OK, this isn't some 70 year old woman doing a Sportsman sports (laughs) professional doing it. So there's definitely ways around it, but it's like Steve says, it's, it's very hard. It's easier. It's like, I'm I'm trying to make a living doing this now because it's definitely easier doing this than it is trying to get my own bets down. Because again, they turn you away. They will turn you away. If you walk into a sports book and they know who you are, they will turn you away.
1: So the last question I have before I get to preseason football and your season win total thing is just, you have you get a pension? Like as a runner or as a guy part of a uh as a guy part of a you you got a pension plan? <laughs> so
3: so basically um say I've been getting t- I get tipped out every year depending on how I do. So say I, I give out big bets and they do well. I like I'm I'm 5 and 0 in the Super Bowl. I have a really nice run on the Super Bowl right now. My biggest tips are from those kind of things. Like the big events. That's what the clients love. They give big tips for those things. So, you know, it's also, again, I'm trusting Bob with a lot of this, but he, he will get all the all my money, all my tips from these guys. And basically, as an insurance plan, like I just signed my new deal, he gave me all those tips he's been holding that were mine for the last four years. So I, I pretty much just got a ton of cash in a duffel bag, um, I don't know, six months ago. And it's one of those where now I'm starting over. So again, I could screw him over tomorrow. He's got no collateral against me because he doesn't have any money yet. But after the season ends, he's going to have a tip bag again, and that's he's going to be holding, which is my money. But he's just holding it to make sure I don't do anything. And again, if I do something, I'll never see that money. Like that's just how it is. It's it's not one of these where, you know, it's on the books. I'm not some guy that's getting a paycheck every week. It's it's just a different kind of thing where I try to explain to people. Uh, we're in a cash business. It's just different than a regular desk job. So no, I don't have a a 401k planner or a pension or anything
1: like that. I just have <laughs> a bag of cash with my name on it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, speaking of loving it before I get into your preseason thoughts, DraftKings best ball. This is the last week tomorrow on the fantasy feast podcast. I'm giving out the last three spots for the August best ball. So take advantage of any of the sponsors. You hear me say on any of the shows or the sponsors tab, Rostucker.com If you went on in on that, if you want in on that. And then in uh, for the season long draft, which will be in September, you gotta go to fantracks.com slash Ross and sign up for a free account. fantra com slash Ross. if you want the best ball, any sponsor. If you want the season long league, fantracks.com slash Ross. All right. So I got a question for both of you. Simon's done a lot of talking, so I'll ask Steve this one to start. Steve, your thoughts on, on the preseason. Uh, last week, we talked about betting the preseason. I don't, I'm not, I don't mean that for right now. My first question is, how much does the preseason impact your season win total bets
2: or futures? Typically, it's the dress rehearsal game that moves my needle and moves the market needle because that's when the starters are playing against the starters. That's really the only week you see the market make any kind of adjustment. So you have the entire media universe talking about how they're drawing conclusions and Jacksonville is doomed and the, and the like just based upon one game. But the truth is, if you look at the season win numbers that are out there, which is the barometer – or the valuation of NFL teams, no teams had their stock go up or down based upon week one. Now, I don't necessarily think that's 100% accurate. And part of the reason is we know new coaches do great in their first home games historically, 21 and six coming into this year. And then we saw two teams lay an egg completely. We saw Atlanta and we saw Jacksonville, both be horrendous in their first home game under their new head coach, I think given every other new head coach first home game team does well, those two teams, all right, we're going to put a red flag by them there may be problems.
1: That's interesting. Um, you know, the one point I would make and I know Simon knows this cuz he lives Where do you live Simon South Jersey? Yeah, like right outside Philly, Cherry Hill area. Yeah, Cherry Hill. All right. So, and you're an Eagles guy. So, Simon knows I do the Eagles preseason games on TV, which by the way, Steve, Thursday night, I got the I I'll be the only guy on. It's uh Patriots Eagles Thursday night. It's the only preseason game that night. It's on NFL Network nationally. And obviously people look I think the only place you can't see me will be Boston because you'll hear the you'll watch the Patriots broadcast. But um yeah, your boy will be national Thursday night. And the point I wanted to make for both of you guys, which is really interesting, I've seen teams say that they're going to treat the third preseason game like they always treated the third preseason game, which is dress rehearsal, play their guys a lot. They don't want there to be that much time between that and the first game. I've also heard, though, there are some teams that are going to treat the first two and play their guys. And then the third one, because it's closer to the opener – and any type of lingering injuries, they're not going to play their guys at all. So we're going to have situations in the third preseason game where it's going to be starters for like a half against third string dudes who are getting cut two days later. I mean, it's going to be, this is like a whole new world. So it's one of those deals where you really want to pay attention that week to the teams that at least tell you, some teams don't tell you what they're going to do, but some teams do. Because nobody really knows. We asked Sirianni about that last week in the production meeting, the head coach of the Eagles. And he's like, "I've called around. Everybody's got different philosophies. Everybody's got doing different things, like I just
2: said." So, kind of interesting this year, Steve. Yeah, Dallas and Minnesota, I think, are going to roll out the dress rehearsals likely this week. Most teams, I imagine, are going to stick to the traditional week three because you got the bye week after. There is no week four, so you're not playing. So why would you have the rust of your players not playing for two consecutive weeks? And then there's the L.A. philosophy. LA's just seceded from the rest of the NFL. Screw preseason. Chargers, Rams, you know, we'll just rest everybody. They'll be ready to go week one without any reps.
1: So, did you – do you bet a lot of preseason, Simon?
3: Yeah, if opportunity presents itself. um, It's all about situations, and, like, I don't force it. Like, Action Network, they're trying to get me to force, like, an article. And it's like, I'm not here to force bets. If if it comes to me, good information, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not just going to bet a game just to bet it. And I think it was last week I heard that Tampa was going to sit starters, just like I heard this week they're sitting starters again. That's information that's, you know – I try to use that to my advantage. If I I heard Tampa sitting their starters last week, I think they're uh, that since he was plus two twenty against them, you know that that's a coin flip game. So it was one of those where yeah, if there's if there's a, a an advantage, I'm definitely going to pounce on it. But I try not to force bets in the preseason because, like you said, it's just there's so much unknown. Coaches can change their minds right before the game who's going to play and who's not. So it is definitely a riskier thing to be betting on.
2: And think about this, Ross, Simon can write an article for the Action Network and feel like a complete and utter ass because he's put it out to the entire world. And then 30 minutes before the game starts, he is jamming in bets on the team that he said bet against. And if word got out on that, it'd be bad for his reputation. But the truth is, this happens all the time in preseason where the story changes. And as a pro better, you have to adjust So I'm extremely reluctant, like Simon, putting anything out early, saying, I really like this side because it could change. Let's get to
1: uh, four season win totals, Simon, that you really like. Uh, The first one, the Buffalo Bills under 11 wins. Interesting, Simon. Do tell.
3: I like it for the simple reason the way you read that question. It's just uh, people are skeptical. They're they're just so in on the Bills, and – I try to explain to people, they they mirrored, just like the Eagles did, uh, the year after Carson Wentz should have won MVP and they won the Super Bowl, of uh, this team that kind of overperformed of what they really are. Okay, so again, the, the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they could not miss. Their O-line, their D-line, everything about that team was incredible. Fast forward to this Bills team, Allen played out of his mind. He, he literally went from a, a 40% completion percentage to above 60%. I'm betting on that being more in the middle. I don't think he's a 60% kind of guy. And I don't think that their offense is going to go through the season. You know, I think they had seven straight wins after that Arizona game. It's just one of those where I bet on the NFL kind of humbling you. And a team, when they have a year like that, that they just had, the Bills, I have to bet that under. Just on the simple fact their division is going to be better, and Josh Allen won't be playing at MVP level like he did last year. He's going to regress because the NFL just had an offseason to try to figure out this offense. So, to me, that, that's a good bet right there, under the 11 for the Buffalo Bills.
1: The other one you like on and under that surprises me, you like the Vikings under nine wins, huh? Again, it's it's one of those where they're coming in hyped
3: because people just, like last year, they think, oh, they were just unlucky, their defense was terrible. They've made some upgrades of the cornerback position, you know bringing in Patrick Peterson. Kirk Cousins should be better. He has Adam Phelan. He's got Justin Jefferson. He's got Dalvin Cook, you know, all these fantasy guys that people really like. But I look at this team as the third best team in the North. I think the Bears are going to be better once Justin Field becomes a starter. I think Green Bay is just so far ahead of both those teams that it's just going to knock these wins down. I, I just can't see the Vikings really being that team that uh, people envision them being 10 and 7. To me, this is more of an like 8 and 8, uh, 8 and 9 kind of team. So I, I'm just very down on Minnesota compared
1: to other people coming into the season. Steve, your thoughts on the two unders
2: from Simon? Yeah, full endorsement. Love the Buffalo under. If we wait, we might get under 11 plus a dollar twenty because the public loves Buffalo. Won 13 games last year. The Pythagorean um, win total for them was only 10.9, meaning they won some close games. They were fortunate. Uh, their schedule is actually very easy this year, but adjusted games lost. They, they didn't get injured very much last year. And like Simon mentioned, Josh Allen, I think he was 24th and 24th and ranked quarterback, and then he was fourth all of a sudden. Should be some regression, look no further, you know, than to Lamar Jackson when he had his MVP year. Probably see something similar where Allen's a very good quarterback, certainly not an elite one. I endorse Buffalo. Uh, I got to go come over the top with Minnesota and disagree. I don't think they got unlucky. I think they just lost key guys on defense, specifically edge rushers Pierce and Hunter, linebackers Barr and uh, Kendricks, and then week 15, the whole team got hurt. So I think they really got derailed. I love Zimmer as a coach. Now, it's interesting that Simon said something. I don't want to embarrass him because he's doing a fantastic job here, but I don't believe he really means it when he says the Bears are going to win more games than the Vikings. I'm going to prove it right now. I'll take the Vikings um, against the Bears, team to win more games, and I'll lay minus 200, Simon. How much would you like to bet on that bet?
3: I would lay a G on that as a as a friendly a friendly grant because i just view i have the bears right now at 8.2 and i have minnesota at 7.9 that's my only discrepancy like my own algorithm i have the bears at more season right. i
2: will take if i lose i will take you out to an outstanding dinner when you lose you can take me out to ellis island here in las vegas <laughs> love it all right what about a couple
1: overs simon uh, not surprised by this one the over eight and a half on the washington football team i'm with you there
3: I love him so much, man. It's one of my favorite Super Bowl bets, too, at 50-1. to 1. It's one of these teams where people think they got extremely lucky last year because of the quarterbacks they played, without taking into account that their starters were Haskins and one-legged Alex Smith, okay? It's it's one of these where I think that every they shouldn't even won this division last year. The Eagles gift-wrapped that division for them to end the season, and I think people are scared off that the whole, you know, The same team never wins the NFC East. It hasn't happened since 2004, and people keep bringing that up. To me, that's just random. I I don't put too much into that. So, for me, the best value-based team right now in this division is definitely Washington. And I had them actually graded out at 9.3 wins. So, for me, until this gets up to 9, I I like the value of this number a lot, 8.5. And Uh,
1: and then Atlanta. You like Atlanta over 7.5 as well. And I
3: actually didn't come to the year, and the more time I've spent on Atlanta. I I know what's haunting that team. They've never gotten over that Super Bowl loss. We've just seen it. They made the playoffs the following year, and then every year it's just gone downward ever since Cal Shanahan left. But I'm in on Smith. I think this head coach coming in, Arthur Smith, is just – he's one of these guys where he turned around Tannehill's career. I think he might do wonders for this offense. And, again, we look at this division. we got the unproven Sam Darnold. I know they have high hopes, but – the fact that Carolina has that seven and a half wins as well, it's bizarre to me. I don't see how these two teams are equal in this division. And we know the Saints are going to regress. We've seen this team now. They got no weapons besides Kamara on offense. We know Michael Thomas might not be back to week seven or six or seven. They've had oh, a I bunch of injuries we- already on their D-line for the Saints. I just think all these things point downward. And, you know, we need a second team in this division to step up, and I feel like it's going to be Atlanta definitely getting to eight wins this year. Eight and nine doesn't feel that crazy for this Atlanta team.
2: Thoughts, Steve? Yeah, very interesting because these are two of the hot teams. And I would, if we were having this conference call in June, I'd be like, absolutely love Atlanta over seven. Um, but it's been bet now. It's over seven and a half with a little extra big. So you're getting to the party late. Nothing has changed. There's been no new news on Atlanta other than they absolutely stunk getting one yard per play in their first preseason game, which maybe it's preseason. I should not overreact. So I'm just neutral on Atlanta. I will say one thing. Simon said something very interesting. He's talked about the Saints and how the Saints are going to suck, and I largely agree. But why not make the Saints under nine our best bet? Because if we're saying Atlanta's better than the Saints, um, which I, I tend to agree with, I think we got to bomb Saints under. Washington, I made some of my biggest bets over eight and to win the division. So I was so pro-Washington, but now it's getting, it's getting expensive. Now it's, they got to have a winning record. It's eight and a half, a little bit big to the over. And I did go back through. You know, they beat Dallas twice without Dak Prescott. They beat San Francisco when Mullins was a quarterback. They got Pittsburgh. That was the crazy game. Pittsburgh had to play Wednesday, and then they had to play with only five days off when Washington had eight days off. So there's a whole lot that really fell Washington's way. They were, Washington's an interesting animal because they were enormously lucky with who they got to play and an easy strength of schedule. But they were, they had horrendous quarterback play. And I love Fitzmagic. So, Long story short, I'm neutral on Atlanta and I'm neutral now on Washington just because the tax has gone up on both teams. Check out Simon Hunter at Simon Hunter, T A N
1: on Twitter. Uh, friend of the show, awesome guest, as I knew he would be. Always check out Steve at Fezzix Sports on social media. Next week, we will have another guest and dive into what we saw week two in the preseason. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 100Gambler or in Indiana... One hundred nine with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires twenty five times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.